What if the Vikings take a wide receiver at 11th overall? Could it be Romo Dunze from Washington? It's a very interesting conversation with this receiver class, just because they're so good and there's so many of them. If the Vikings see a talent that they just can't pass up, like Randy Moss in 1998, we all know how well that turned out. What if they do it again? What is there merit to it? Well, I think Romo Dunze might be one of those guys. And we're going to talk about him today because he just finished a national runner-up campaign at Washington and was the dominant factor in that incredible passing offense. Welcome to Skull Search. Welcome to Real Forno Show. Hosted by Tyler Bornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire. Writer for the College Football Network. Publisher of Substack Run in Shooter. Host of the good, the bad, and the hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome to another episode of Skull Search. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis, and with me as always, well, you can't see him, but he's there somewhere. His name is Producer Dave. Dave, <laughs> yeah, hey, how are you? I'm all right. Bit tired. It's been a long week. Got more to do, though. Dave, are you a hunter? I used to, yes. Very much so. Okay. I learned something new about you today. I did not know that. I don't think oh, we've yes. ever had a conversation that you like hunting. Oh, there's nothing like fresh venison. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, let me tell you, I love fresh meat. I love firing a gun. I like I like the gun range. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to go... My dad used to take us trap shooting. Uh, his best friend, who unfortunately has passed on, had access to this gravel pit in Moose Lake, Minnesota. And we'd go up there and it would just be him, his three buddies and all the kids. And we would just shoot guns. Us kids would shoot our BB guns at beer cans. But then when they brought up the clay pigeons, we would just we would fire. And I think I was seven years old and I got 11 clay pigeons one year. Cool. Yeah, my my dad's best friend, he saw me fire off three rounds at a clay pigeon. He's like, geez, what was what the hell? How'd you learn to do that? I'm like, it's not that hard. No bad <laughs> habits. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it, it is a lot of fun, but I, I I'll tell you, I don't have the patience for hunting. I don't have the patience to sit my butt down in a blind or a stand and wait. I'm oh, too that, ADD. A lot of uh North Dakota, we were out walking. And you'd walk the tree lines, and there, there's nothing like being out in the middle of nature and hearing all the sounds and seeing all the little critters. And it's it's just a beautiful experience, and I wouldn't give it up for nothing. It's it's wonderful. Where was it, the land that you normally hunted? It was because you, if I remember, you were in Grand Forks. Did you go out to like Devil's Lake area? Uh, yes, just south of there, Washington uh, Game Preserve was one of my favorite spots. But I hunted all over to eastern North Dakota. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I lived in Fargo for a while and I loved it, but people are not here for us to banter about venison and Eastern North Dakota. They are here for a reason. And it is to talk NFL draft prospects ST uh, in the comments says they just found the show and beyond hooked. Hey, we appreciate you. We appreciate everybody in there. I see Dr. Proto. I see Delton. Welcome in. We're going to have some fun today and we're going to continue this series. And this series is all about talking prospects. And just to make sure we get through as many as possible, we're going to start doubling up as well. Um, and we may bleed into our normal content at uh, The Real Forno Show, just so we can make sure we get you guys caught up to date. 
And everybody that we talk about, I'm going to have a scouting report on. So you're going to be able to have a written piece to correlate with. And if you want to pull it up, vikingswire.usatoday.com, just search Romo Dunze Vikingswire and you'll be able to find it's one of the first couple uh, hits. And you'll be able to see everything I'm talking about. So it, it's nice to have a guide. And as you can see there, Romo Dunze, fourth year senior out of Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, played it at the infamous or I guess famous Mount Bishop Gorman High School, which is a real hotbed on the West Coast for producing top line college stars and NFL talent. Um, six foot three, two fifteen is what he's listed at. Like, and he plays a similar brand of football to Jamar Chase. They are not equals. They are not one to one. But if you're talking about a, a generic archetype, what what is this guy? He's going to play like Jamar Chase. He's going to play like DeAndre Hopkins. But one of the interesting things is he tests way better than what he looks on field. He is one of the uh, Bruce Feldman's freaks on his freaks list. And if you don't know the freaks list, it's guys who are just athletically nuts. Um, people like Randy Moss, Daniil Hunter would, would have been on the freaks list. Uh, guys who just test out of their mind and do just absolutely freaky things. Um, and Odunze is one of those guys. He's run uh, a tested 4 3 4 40, 37 and a half inch vertical. Uh, look, th- this guy can move and he's a very fluid athlete. The one thing I found interesting is when I watched him on film, and I, I didn't word this in the right way, so I ended up deleting the tweet. But I said that he wasn't this great athlete because when you watch him, he doesn't look like this great explosive athlete. He looks like a very good, smooth athlete. And one of the reasons why, after having some conversations, trying to parse all that out, Odunze is a long strider. So sometimes it just doesn't feel as explosive as somebody else. Like when you watch Tyreek Hill and how he explodes out of the blocks, he's not a long strider because he's smaller. The, the strides are shorter so that you can get a little bit more of explosiveness out there. But when you're a long strider, you, you eat up distance with your strides and it can look a little bit slower. So he Randy doesn't Moss necessarily was like that. Mm-hmm. And Randy Moss looked like he was gliding, but he didn't look like he was, you know, legs pumping like crazy. Like Tyree Kill does, mm-hmm. and it just it didn't appear, and I still don't think it appears. At, he doesn't appear on film as athletic and explosive as he actually is. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, Two hundred three receptions on three hundred thirteen targets for three thousand sixty yards, twenty four touchdowns. This guy and these these stats, I, I will say, were taken um, before um, the the uh, final the playoff championship game on Monday. And so let's kind of talk about Odunze. And one of the reasons why I brought up guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Jamar chase, they're considered contested catch receivers, but it's the why behind the contested catches that tells the story. I was really low on Jamar chase a few years ago. I had him as a, a barely a first round grade. And I, I, or, it was either a low f- first or a very high second. I, I just didn't love him like the rest of the industry did because I was very concerned about his play style translating and how he had to like out physical people. And I just like, you know what? This guy doesn't seem very fast on tape considering what he tested. He ran in the four threes, but I, I kind of learned my lesson because it's not about the contested catches. It's about the why behind it. Why are you successful? 
And if you look at Nikhil Harry in college, there's a reason why he just signed a futures contract as a former first round pick. He had to win contested catches because he couldn't separate. He couldn't do a lot of the little things. He couldn't create distance with technique and route running and quickness. He didn't have any of those things. So he had to win with physicality and he had to win at the catch point. And he had to make some pretty impressive catches in order to be able to do any of those things. And Odunze is why I think is really important here. It's very Hopkins-esque. And now, uh, I, I, I also want to point out, when I say these things, it's not a one-to-one comp. I don't have a one-to-one comp for Odunze, but we're talking stylistically, and that's where I think when you talk about comparing a player to somebody who's been in All-Pro, you, you really should only do it stylistically because then you can have an understanding, okay, this is the general type of player, the style I'm going to see on the field. And that's kind of what Odunze is. He had caught 17 of 24 contested catches, one of the highest rates in the country. And one of the interesting things about his contested catches, he does a great job with technique. He shields the defender away from the ball. He's a he flashes late hands. So when you flash late hands, like if the ball's coming over your shoulder, all right, and then you wait until the absolute last second, let's say the ball's right here. Okay, and then you bring your hands out to grab it. The defender doesn't have time to attack the hands because at that point they're told attack the hands, attack the hands, because that's where the ball is going to be. And that's like an easy get out of jail free card for defensive backs, because even if you're beat, if you attack the hands, you can still win the rep. And he flashes late hands to prevent the defensive back from getting there. He does a really good job. It feels like and I'd have to look this up. It feels like Odunze is a former basketball player because of how he positions his body. And it, that that's a great, great picture against Utah. Because look, it, he's got his back firmly up against the defensive back. The ball's out front. The defender can't get to it because he's put himself in great position to go attack the football. And Michael Penix Jr. knew where to put the football to maximize what Romo Dunze could do on the field. And that is something I believe is going to translate to the next level. Because it's about intelligence. It's about utilizing what you have, your your body positioning, and what kind of player you are. Okay, He's not out physically. He can if he needs to. But that's not what he's trying to do. It's not how he's trying to win. He's trying to beat you with finesse. Because if he can beat you with finesse, then if he needs to, the athletic gifts can take over. Beating somebody with intelligence is the smarter move. Because then if... If that's not working, if they match you one-to-one, all right, sure. Now I'll just out, out whip your butt. As Odie is just sniffing around in, in the office, he thinks there's there's some toys or something in here. He's just a little goofball. Um, Really, really impressed with how Odunze utilizes his body. And it's not just when the ball's in the air. It's when he, uh, he goes to attack the football. He's willing to jump. And he's willing to torque his body. No, you're okay, Odie. Come here, bud. Come here, buddy. Um, and he does a great job of doing a lot of things with the ball in the air to make things easier for the quarterback. That's key, too. you got to make things easier for the quarterback. And Odunze is awesome at that. Um, it, it's He just plays the position, Dave, with this savvy. And... It's just really impressive to watch him work. I'm going to go get the doggy because he's whining. <laughs> Is he whining or playing with a toy? Oh, no, he's whining. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, I like his size. Six foot three, 215 pounds. That means he will probably put on a few more pounds in the NFL once he gets, you know, second year type and get some NFL strength. There's Diodi. See him under the microphone. And uh, and he's fast. Running a 4-3 is incredible at that size. And it's just, now, is he just a deep threat is the question. How is his route running? How is other parts of his game, right? You said his his body position's good, but does he run polished routes? Has he had to? Or is he basically out-athletic all his competition going through school? Uh, so let, let's kind of just go through some of the superlatives because route running is an interesting topic because he does not have a full route tree. He was not asked to run a full route tree at Washington. Washington didn't utilize the middle of the field much because that's not where Michael Penix Jr. strength is. Okay. His strength is attacking on the outside and they did a lot of slot fades. They did a lot of goes and a lot of the 50, 50 balls that they would throw really felt like 70, 30 because of Michael Penix's ball placement and how the receivers were just so good at attacking. They just had a chemistry. They like it's not a one like it's not the quarterback it's not the receiver it's they were just in sync so much that it they just made it work and I, the one thing that really impresses me about Odunze he's just so smooth everything he does just looks easy say hi Odie say hi hey there buddy there's he's a good boy. All right, everybody got their OD fix, and now he's just going to sit in my lap until the end of the show. Um, it's he, he just moves effortlessly. He moves with conviction. He doesn't have wasted steps, movements. He he just knows what he's doing and how to get get in and out of breaks, and he doesn't get faced by press either. Um, he has multiple releases to be able to be press coverage because of how defenses would play them. He would have to deal with press coverage every so often, and... Yeah, he he has the release package to be able to beat him, but then we can kind of talk about the weaknesses, the route running. Um, he shows some varied tempos and nuance at times, and what I mean by varied tempos, uh, if you remember that Jordan Addison missed touchdown on the flea flicker uh, mm-hmm. against the Lions Week 18, that was a miss by Addison because it's not because he slowed down; he mistracked the ball. He should have slowed down. You slow down a little bit early and then you speed up for like the last couple of seconds. And then you're able to create just that little bit of separation that makes the difference. Well, the problem is he mistracked where the ball was going and he accelerated too late. And that ball was just out of reach. Odunze shows a little bit of that where if you vary that tempo, it can lure the DB into a false sense of security on what you're going to do. And then you could take advantage of them over the top. You could take advantage of them with uh, in, in breaking or outbreaking routes or even comebacks. Like you can do a lot of different things with very tempo and a lot of very tempo comes with utilizing the blind spot. So when you get the cornerback to flip their hips and you're looking at their back, that's when you can make your break. And then all of a sudden the cornerback has no idea where you are. Uh, guys like Justin Jefferson are professionals at utilizing the blind spots. That's not what Dunze's game. I think you can develop some of that. I think because he's flashed, the ability to utilize nuance and tempo. You can continue to grow in those areas, but it's not 
what I would call a plus trait yet. It's something that you're going to want to continue to develop. And the big thing with Odunze is he has this athletic frame. He has strength. He has the ability to attack the football and utilize body control and tracking. He's got all these positives that are really explosive. Now you, you just need to work on the finesse. And I think that's where it's so attractive to bring in a guy like Odunze because you have all these elements already working for you, but you're not able to take things to another level yet. And I think with a couple years in the NFL, you're going to be able to do that. Well, or with a coach like Keenan McCardell, mm-hmm. I think uh, you could take that next step easily. Yep. I put up the your grading criteria, and you can look at the grading scales, all the things that Tyler looks for, hands, release, route routing, separation, contested catches, tracking, body control, yak, agility, and then the overall grade. Yep. And so with that, it's time to look at the grade. Yep, he got, a, I think it was an 87.1 uh, first round grade. Um, I think uh, uh, you can tell he got a few nines. Nines are hard for me to give out. I don't give out nines a lot. Uh, spoiler alert, um, I just uh, graded Jaden Daniels, and he did get a nine from me um, on one of these categories at least. So we're going to talk about him, and that might come next week. We'll see. <laughs> but that's get ready. He and Michael Penix Jr., we're going to be having some conversations in depth about these two football players. I look, I really like Odunze and I did not, he didn't make the all Forno team. Not a lot of first round guys do, but man, did I enjoy watching him play football, watching all those contested catch reps, just a, just a good football player. And sometimes it's great to just watch a good football player. And that's what Odunze brings. I really think Odunze needs to become a Kansas city chief. I think he needs to work with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. You can utilize him in a similar, but not distant, like also dissimilar way to what Travis Kelsey is doing. Like get him in space, get him finding the soft spot in the zone, which he is good at. Get him going deep, get him just utilizing his frame to be able to beat up on defensive backs. Odunze to me, the perfect fit is Kansas city. I think he goes top 10. Um, I think if he falls out of the top 10, I would love to see him in Jacksonville working with Trevor Lawrence uh, at 17th overall 18th to Joe Burrow would be great too. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up going, but he could go five or six and I wouldn't be shocked one bit. What about 10th to Chicago? Ninth. That's that's very possible. Um, It also, it all depends if like they could take Marvin Harrison jr. At one. And if they take Marvin Harrison Jr., would they double down? Would they take another offensive tackle because it's a very good offensive tackle class? I think there are a lot of really interesting questions here. Interesting. And you can see there how PFF looks at him. Mm-hmm. Good young man. Absolutely. A um, couple questions in the chat. What do I think of Brock Bowers from Georgia, from Anthony? I think he's a really, really good football player. I especially after how Kyle Pitts has panned out and it's not Pitts's fault, but when you're talking about the production, it hasn't been there. A lot of that has to do with Arthur Smith, not Pitts himself. So that's another conversation, but I don't know if I would take him top 15, but he may grade out top 15 for me. We'll find out. I have to get to his tape. Um, and then uh, Gary graded Odie at 10 speed and shifty. Yep. 
Did you do it, Odie? Yep. <laughs> it out as a 10. Say hi to the people one more time. There he is. So there handsome. Is He's a very good boy. Yep. Well, that is the show. Romo Dunze. I would be very happy with taking a, uh, a wide receiver at 11th overall. Now, uh, as you can see, uh, Patrick joins the chat, Harmsy, and he's got Jaden Daniels uh, jersey, uh, Vikings jersey as his uh, profile picture. <laughs> and look, I would love that too. And it, I don't know if you missed it, Harmsy. We, uh, we're going to be talking uh, Jaden Daniels probably next week. I just finished up his scouting report. Um, look, we're going to talk about the merits of taking a wide receiver in this early in this draft. Cause I think it's a conversation you need to have, but you don't necessarily have to take one. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting conversation and with all the conversations we're going to have in this off season, it'll be one we focus on because I think it's a, it's an interesting talking point and it's something that you're not going to hear from a lot of other people and it won't just be the same stuff. So we're going to try and find unique angles to talk about with this team. Dave, can we get the bigger shots? We can maybe get a little bit of Odie in here. Sure. Yeah. I know the people love the Odie boy. That's the biggest shot we've got. There, there he is. is. There's a good boy. Oh, those yeah, big brown cool. eyes. Yep. He's uh, Odie is the best doggy. He's been a very good boy all day for dad. He's going to get a treat, <laughs> aren't you, bud? So good. Um, listen, thank you very much, everybody, for joining. Um, we're not going to have a ton of consistency with these, but that's why you're going to want to hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell for those notifications, okay? Um, you're going to want to do it because these are going to pop up and you aren't going to want to miss it. And you know what? If you miss it live, you can just catch it on demand. I see, Josue, I'll answer your question in a second, but um, you, you just joined at the right time to see Odie, but you can always rewind back and you can get everything we talked about. There's even a little bit more Odie. And oh, he's, he's just being a camera hog today, more than yeah. usual. Well, it's, it's, I think he wants to go back down to the couch and lay down because that's where we've been all day. That's where we spend most of our time. And he's just ready. Um, last thought before we go, um, Josue, um, Rain Carthen just wanted his guy. Mike Vrabel's a really good head coach and in a vacuum shouldn't have been let go. But they were just at odds over what they wanted to do long term. And they made the move. It is what it is. Um, we will be back on this channel for my show, The Real Forno Show, on Monday, 6.05. But before that, don't forget, Two All Bloggers is still on Saturdays. There will be a time change, so be prepared for that. It will it'll move be, to Sunday. It'll at be some after point. the Super Bowl. At some after point. the Super Bowl, okay. After the Super Bowl, we'll go to, to Sunday, so be prepared for that change, and we'll have more episodes of Skull Search as well. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, um, and also... Don't forget to support our friends at Underdog Rescue Minnesota, underdogrescuemn.com. They, uh, if you have the ability to adopt or foster a dog, fostering a dog is free, by the way. You just have to provide a good home and love. And adopting is, a, is let, let, let's just be honest, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but everything that you spend with Underdog Rescue goes right back to the dogs. And to me and Dave, that's very important. So... Um, Josue, I'd be here for Odie too. I wouldn't give a crap about me. That's totally fine. I mean, look at him. He's just a gorgeous doggy. Um, with that being said, thank you very much for joining us in this special episode of Skull Search talking Rome Odunze of the Washington Huskies. I'm Tyler. He's Dave. This is Odie. And we say Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings.
like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.